Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. All right, you're coming at it live here. We are uh, live and ready. So uh, yeah, January 12th, we are very excited. There's a ton of good stuff uh, to cover. A lot of stuff's been happening. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing well. I'm feeling, I'm feeling strong, and I'm ready for the storm. Yes, absolutely. I think we're in it. It's really heating up. Uh, I think this week we're going to call this getting intense, or it's getting intense, uh, because it is definitely is. They've upped their ante. They, as in the deep state, and they are falling apart at the same time. But they're on that last wheel, and that engine is just redlining right now <laughs> yeah and, uh, that one wheel is just spinning 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 uh, so we'll see what happens but uh you know what we can take comfort and uh we can take comfort that god is in control there's just too many things that have been uh declared too many things that have been prayed too many things that have been prophesied and it just seems to all be happening in the perfect timing so um speaking of perfect timing what about this week anything anything uh just pops out right now well i i mean uh we at wake the bear radio i think we'll all be uh celebrating we got flag day coming up we have flag day actually coming up on uh wednesday in just two days and uh, we know that that is a celebration of our nation and uh i just want to um I actually just want to remind people that part of Flag Day is that uh, there's a code to it, that uh, the public law says the U.S. flag is to be flown above all other flags. And if it's put in with other flags, it says the U.S. flag should be centered in the middle of a flag display. And uh, you can appreciate the reason that I put that up is I'm sure um, most of you have seen the display uh, that our current administration is showing at the White House, and it doesn't follow policy. And of course, there have been a lot of Twitter um, and truths uh, just speaking from vets and from, from patriots who are not really understanding why do we have this display on our nation's capital. And that has nothing to do with pros or cons of what uh, gay pride would represent, but it does, doesn't belong on a government building, on a flagpole, on a state building, a, um, a federal building, on um, the public building of any kind. Uh, it's, it is a statement of ideology and uh, some people would even say it's a form of religion. So anyway, that flag day's coming up. Fly the red, white, and blue loud and proud and put it where it belongs on the top and by itself. Absolutely. Uh, every day's flag day in my bedroom. See it? <laughs> yes. So virtually, you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Flag Day. Uh, we we have a flag out at our place uh, every day. It's out there, right on the front, right by our front gate. And so uh, we fly that proud uh, old glory. So very good. You know, um, yeah, that that picture that you showed about the White House very very disturbing and very sad that they would do that uh, break even 
protocols that have been in for so long. Um, you know, it's part of a, a Marxist indoctrination, actually. Um, not that you have to be LGBT to be Marxist or anything, uh, but what it, what it does, it, and we saw that movie, it was called The Great Awakening that had just come out. It premiered, um, I don't know, about a week and a half ago. And uh, we, put a, we put a link to it uh, from last week's show. But part of that is to break down family. Uh, that's one of the things, break down family, break down um, us and them sort of, you know, mentality within uh, a population as well. Uh, you know, and then they start forcing. They also started to get rid of the roles of male and female because that's one of the last things that you that get broken down because people have strong attraction to, you know, hey, I, I want to have a wife and kids or I want to have a husband and kids, you know, for in your case, those sort of things. And those are things that do not promote the state. When you have family, you think of family above the state. But if you don't have family, and so what they did, even in Mao's China, um, you know, they you saw the women stopped wearing dresses and they started dressing just like the men. You know, they had their little commie hats on and, and you know, you could see those old pictures. And so they were losing their identity and it was becoming uh, easier to put people in rank and file for the state rather than, oh, this is a family, you know, and, and here's the kids and listen to mom and dad. So anyway. I think that's a bigger picture in there. And uh, thanks for sharing that. Cause as soon as you said that, I didn't know you had that slide. I was just like, Oh, I saw that slide today, you know? So, um, right. Yeah. right. And talking about breaking down the family, I know throughout the nation there there's different um, Senate bills and assembly bills in California tomorrow, our California assembly votes on uh Actually, it's our Senate. It's already passed our assembly votes on AB 975. It goes to the California um, Senate floor. And basically, uh, it requires California courts to deny custody to non-gender affirming parents when there's a custody dispute. And so it's basically using children in a political agenda uh, to uh, create just a terrible tearing apart of families. I'm, I know people right now who are in this situation, uh, but it hasn't become law yet. It will go through the Senate. And of course, if it's passed on the Senate, it'll then go uh, before uh, Gavin Newsom for signatures. But it feels like a deliberate attack on parents. And uh, they're asking, they're putting pressure to cave to radical gender ideology that's really plaguing minds of children and it's putting children in just a heartbreaking position. Um, but we want to we want to encourage people to call their senators uh, and maybe even go to Sacramento tomorrow. Tomorrow there's a hearing at 1:30 in the afternoon on uh, 1021 O Street and room 2100 in Sacramento. And for me, my senators, John Laird, I gave him a call and I also gave the, the um, author of the bill a call. And, um, and the, John Laird's number is 916-651-4017. But if you are Californian, uh, go ahead and call the switchboard and ask for your senator and let them know. Vote no on AB 975. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of things happening. 
you know, uh, one of the things I, I did earlier this week was uh, bear paws. And uh, we had talked about, you know, talk about breakdown of the family and attack on children. And so um, I saw this, this, um, a friend of ours uh, gave it to us and it was, it was a person, a, a director of the United Nations, a former, what is it, executive director. And he basically opens up and says, Hey, you know, the United Nations is run by pedophiles and, and uh, every president, chancellor and uh, prime minister is actually controlled by them. And, uh, but, you know, it reminded me of when he started saying that it reminded me of an old clip that Bill Maher did, you know, Bill Maher's a late night ho uh, TV host. I can't stand him, but, and, and he would make fun of the Q and he'd say, you know, I'm queuing on really, you know, I do it on the side and all this stuff. And, and they say the world, well, let me play it to you because it, it, it's very interesting. Uh, anyway, we'll start with that. And then we'll start with the UN part after. So. Republicans have begun welcoming QAnon into the political mainstream. It's time Americans learn what it is. QAnon is a growing movement within the Republican Party that believes the world is being run behind the scenes by a small group of elitist liberals and Hollywood celebrities who are both Satan worshipers and pedophiles who eat babies and wear red shoes to signal their membership in this group. A group that includes Hillary Clinton, Tom Hanks, Ellen, the Pope, and every president since Reagan. And that there are two heroes. Before I get to the heroes, uh, you know, it, what's really interesting about that is, um, you know, he talks about the red shoes. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's interesting he had talked about red shoes. Here's Bill Meyer over here wearing these red shoes. You got Tony Podesta and a whole group of them. They're all wearing different suits. There's nothing... Those shoes don't match anything there. So there's something about those shoes. And people go, what is it? And there's been a lot of talk. You know, what do those shoes represent? Some people believe that it's the harvesting of children, that it's the skin of a child that made these special shoes. And, you know, that that sounds really probably outrageous, you know. But, but you start looking into some of the things like, you know, why the red shoes? And then you see this artwork, artwork that I think this artwork is very similar to uh, an underground pool or basement pool that was in the uh, uh, house where, uh, what's his name, uh, from CNN, um, uh, Anderson. Mm -hmm. uh, Cooper. Cooper, Cooper, yeah. Cooper uh, grew up, uh, Victoria Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you see the, the little red shoes, little red shoes are, you know, little kids in their underwear and stuff like that. And then... Um, you know, Macaulay Culkin, he also had a video that I'd seen. I went to click on it and it's been taken off. But he talks about when he was, a, you know, in the height of his fame as a childhood, you know, Home Alone, Home Alone 2 and all that, which Trump was on uh, Home Alone 2. Um, but he talked about being approached by by older people in, in the business, the Hollywood business. And they talked about these red shoes. And that they said, uh, this was from this little girl and he named the name and it really scared them. And they said, you know, you stay in line, you do what we say. Otherwise, you know, you could be, you could be one of those as well. And it really, you know, he wasn't joking around when he said it, he just said it was really disturbing and it really scared him. And, uh, and so I, I, I just thought, thought that was quite interesting, but anyway, back to, uh, back to Bill Maher and just the rest of what he, he says here. So it's just, we'll put a stop to this. President Donald Trump and Q himself, the anonymous leader who founded QAnon with one overarching theme, 
that you're being lied to and everything you think you know is really the opposite. What you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening. That's why it makes sense within QAnon that Trump, who most Americans see as a sex creep who walks in on half-dressed beauty pageant contestants and tells underage girls he'll be dating them. Uh, anyway, so you see the attacks on there. You know, yeah. you see uh, in, in these little jabs and stuff like that. But, you know, and then he makes fun of the whole QAnon thing as if it were a joke, you know. But, you know, QAnon, basically what Bill Maher is saying is, hey, look, the message that's coming out from the QAnon folks is that the world is being run by elite pedophiles. And so um, to me, that that's just really interesting that he would say that as if it were a joke and he would laugh about it. And so let me uh, let me pull up a video of what what actually um, what actually does come out. I'm, I'm trying to look it up here. I think it's right here. Yeah, here we go. Okay, this person here is his name is Callan. Actually, I should probably pull that up real quick instead. Uh, a little background of this guy before we go into into um, what Callan talks about. Callan is, his name is Georgescu, he, um, and he is from Romania, and he's basically part of the um, Club of Rome, and he works in agriculture and some economics and things like that. And so he, he knows everybody within the Club of uh, Rome, so way up there. He was an executive director of the United Nations. So this is a guy that is in with everybody. I mean, he, he, he knows what he's talking about. It's not just some guy like I heard this or on the French. He is one of the main players. Mm -hmm. And so for that, let's, let's go on and listen to um, what he has to say. The, the problem is that the UN agenda is the same with Davos agenda. Mm -hmm. This, in fact, is my main topic for our conversation today. For this reason, this oligarchic, the world oligarchic system, they have the power on Europe because they control all the people like Bundeskanzler or president or prime minister or whatever there are. So, so for this reason, sorry to interrupt you, the, the situation with Donald, Donald Trump was a big shock. They didn't expect that to happen. That was an accident, I suppose. Absolutely an accident. From Not the, part of their game plan. It was the first time of the oligarchy system was, was happened an accident. Mm -hmm. Because normally it have to be Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Not Donald Trump. Yeah. And the process which we are dealing now uh, with this pandemic and all these uh, liars was supposed to be in 2016. They in were pushed into... into Exactly. In a start. sense, to be in 2020 to be a, a disaster regarding food and water. Ah, I see. Which normally they want to arrive in 2025 now. I see. So the plan was a little bit changing for this reason. Uh, of course, they don't. They will not succeed. This is clear. I mean, the the system is almost down. Mm -hmm. It's uh, but. Uh, of course, there are the last moments, and we have to be to have the courage now, all of us, to say no, in a sense that UN could be a fantastic, it can can have the fantastic role, but is not, because it's totally under control of the oligarchs. Mm -hmm. 
The problem is that these oligarchs, all of them, are related with the um, system of the pedophilia one. Because we know that there are more than 8 million children per year which they disappear. 8 million does mean the entire population of Austria. Mm -hmm. They disappear without any information, mm -hmm. simply like that. And this is the transhumanism. Mm -hmm. So this criminal act is um, have to be stopped. Has to be stopped. Wow. I yeah. mean, pretty powerful. You know, basically he's saying that every, you know, president, uh, chancellor, and prime minister is, is ruled by them. It's it's through blackmail. You know that he basically is alluding that these eight million children every single year that go missing—that's every year—the population of Austria goes missing, and uh, these people are behind it, and mm -hmm. they rule the world. And if they rule the world, then basically that organization—he he said the United Nations could have been a great organization. I mean, they, you know, they have the structure to do a lot of good, but they're not because they're run by oligarchs. And so, you know, people laugh at, oh, you listen to Q or you, you know, ah, ha, ha, you know, and they, they, they just make fun of it. And it's just like, you know what, Q, that, that whole movement was just a question. It was, a, it, you know, I'd say it was good psyops, got people questioning. They didn't know who it was. It wasn't around a person. Nobody made, you know, lots of money off of it or anything like that. It was just an anonymous poster that seemed to be posting things that no one else could, unless you were on the inside. I mean, there was just too many things, pictures that could only be done inside the white house, that sort of thing. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden they start saying, look over here, look over there. They're not giving us things. They're not giving us a narrative. They just said, look. And so it was, we, the anonymous people that, that went on that board uh, started doing research and um, and as a result, it's waking up. So when people are laughing about that, you know, just like you saw Bill Maher, oh, they believe that the whole world is run by by pedophiles and Satanists, Satan worshipers, and they eat babies, ha ha ha. And he's laughing, and and probably a lot of the public is saying, oh, these cute people are absolutely crazy. Now you got a guy that's the, the former executive director of the United Nations saying exactly right. the same thing. It's like. Well, who was who was uh, given the false news there? Who was the crazy one? It yeah. definitely was not the, the people following the queue. It was people that believe that the UN doesn't do it, or, or the oligarchs that run it. You know, right? So. Did he he say why he was a whistleblower? I mean, he obviously has where he is with the Club of Rome. He he's been part of. The, um, the Bilderberg and the WEF, he's probably part of the Council of 300, which are some of the highest level Luciferian um, CEOs, basically the Luciferian uh, oligarch system, which is political, business, religious uh, people at the top of their game who are all compromised or who have bought into the system at some level and who are who are doing the things that we see are happening in the White House right now. They're going towards globalism and towards a one world government. So did he say uh, did he why? why? You know, they, Romania has been uh, against them for quite some time. Do you remember when all they had all those earthquakes in Turkey? Oh, yeah. Um, 
I was believe that, long ago. that was the one that was saying they're using uh, weather control and a uh, you know high power weaponry. Yeah, yeah. So they they were the ones that are consistently doing it. So I think as a group, but you know you don't make up something and attack the most powerful people in the world unless you have a true conviction and maybe even willing to risk your life or your family's life. So I don't think it would be some sort of idle thing like, hey, I want to get some extra clicks. I think I'm going to tell the most powerful evil people or the most powerful people in the world that they're evil and they do all these bad things. I just don't see that happening. I think, yeah. you know, if you use your mind and, and some logical thinking, you'd say this guy is either experienced or saw some things that really disturbed him and he doesn't want anything to do with it. And he's blowing the whistle uh, at a consciousness, at being a good conscience, you know. And so that's what I think it is. You know? Well, there are other people who um, obviously say the same thing. This is uh, a wow. picture of Shirley Temple. It's quite a while ago. And she she was one of the whistleblowers that uh, notice it says fact check. And uh, they actually she was there saying oh, um, Shirley Temple admits Hollywood is run by uh, elites and uh, elite pedophiles. And so, I mean, she she came out and uh, here's another whistleblower. He is the co-founder of uh, Wikipedia. And he says the world is run by pedophiles and that he also is a whistleblower. Um, and so, it, you know, this is when you hear... Um, you, you see the evidence and and when you hear 8 million children disappear every year globally that is significant and uh when you hear that uh, both uh melania and um president trump have said over and over why they are in this fight is for the children and when you see the agendas coming against the children, the agendas are the CRT, the, which are the, the curriculum that was actually paid for by globalists in the school system. It's the, um, the, the uh, agenda of the abortions, which is a type of Moloch and Baal worship, blood sacrifice and organ, the money that goes in for um for organ transplants. And a lot of um, these, these children are believed to be lost due to um, being having their organs um, being, I won't say donated because they're, they're killed in the process. And then there's the idea of the trafficking, which is just horrific. And we know from Hollywood elites that adrenochrome is a real deal. And it's kind of like the, the power drug um, and uh, that some of the things that are going on, they, they sound so sensational until you go, oh my gosh, these things were happening. And I think that Red Shoe children's picture um, of the children in the pool was actually uh, a, yes, it was um, Vanderbilt's estate, but it was in John Podesta's home, which, uh. um, which he was, you know, he was the... Um, campaign manager, wasn't he, for Hillary Clinton. Um, he was part of the, the DNC, um, th that whole fundraising and part of her, her campaign. And so uh, these are people very high up and, and you go, okay, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. You know, personally, I, I have 
I've talked to people who I, I believe are reliable, who have seen things personally. So I believe it is true, but I think people need to make their, their um, own judgment. But here's the, the deal. If it is true and you do nothing and you just go, oh, poo-poo, that's what a conspiracy that is, you're complicit. And so unless you have done due diligence, and I'm not talking about going to fact checkers who are paid by um, the basically the follow the money. They are Bilderberg and a World Economic Forum paid um source of information it is an information war but if you do due diligence and you look into the check out lara logan she's a great um yeah. she's a great resource on child trafficking these children are really disappearing and when you go what is it that that our own um our own border patrol said well, we've lost track this since the beginning of this year of 81,000 um, um, uh, unaccompanied minors. Well, yeah. how does that happen? How does that happen? Yep, exactly. So, so uh, I mean, look into it. And, and the reason that we're bringing up this whole um, subject matter is because, for, first of all, it's important. And when you see how deep the swamp is, a lot of the things that are happening secondarily that are making us kind of upset and we go, this is making our nation unstable, uh, like the, the DOG situa DOJ situation going after Trump right now with a two-tier justice system. Um, often those what, what we're seeing and that's enraging us is a distractor to other things that are going on underneath the waterline. Yep, absolutely. You know, it, it, it every week I, I get frustrated when I hear pastors that don't want to touch this topic either. They're like, oh, we just focus in on the gospel. You know, what, what was God's thought about harming children? You know, as, as um, mm -hmm. it was said, I heard what last week, I think it was Tim Ballard saying, you know, God gets uh, ma mafiosos uh, when it comes to hurting children, like the mafia. He says it's better to have a millstone tied around your neck and thrown cast into the sea. You know, that's what they, that's what the mafia does when they want to off somebody. They, you know, they, they put cement around them and they throw them over the overboard and they sink to the bottom. He's saying it's better that that kind of uh, thing happens to you than you to, to put harm on a child, you know, and, and cause one to stumble uh, like that. So, so God really gets offended when people do that. And so if that, if that offends God so much that he would say something, you know, Jesus said it so quickly and so, I mean, that's so dramatic, right? You know, a millstone around someone's neck, better, better to have that. That must be pretty bad. Um, you know, so, so if that's God's thought on it, then shouldn't we as believers be at the forefront of support uh, to, to stop these things? And if the numbers are truly correct, which nobody has come out and said, oh, that's not true. You know, the statistics for the United States is like 800,000 a year. I mean, that is a lot of people. Missing children. Is that Miss, yeah, missing children. And it's like, well, where are they? I mean, I don't see them on milk cartons anymore. I mean, it is something that's not being talked about it should be front page news it should be on the news like hey we just lost another you know 300 people today that sort of thing i mean if you add up 800,000 throughout the year it's going to 
it's going to add up. So it's like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Why isn't anybody talking about it? The number one consumer of child pornography is the United States. There's an appetite. Where are all these people, you know? And they, and what I had heard is that the U.S. is not making it a priority. And so they don't have enough people, agents working on it, and they just go to the next thing, you know? And I know that if you look at the statistics from what I saw online, when Trump got into office, it went like 10 X as far as arrests and stuff. So, you know, I think uh, if you're going to put your money where your mouth is, I think Donald Trump is definitely um, doing the things that God would want done. You know, how can anybody not put him into office? I mean, the things he's done, the things he's done, we've been blessed with and, uh, and he's going after the evil, like no president has, he's been more pro-life you know, National Day of Prayer, he shows up in person. I mean, th those things. And then he goes after child trafficking, which most people didn't even know anything about it until mm -hmm. he came along and started talking about it. And then you get people, you know, like Barr or um, Bill Maher, you know, making innuendos. Oh, yeah. You know, after underage girls in the pageants. That, that was just that was ugly. That was uh, offensive to me that he would say that about our our former president. And absolutely. And the pageant, you know, they've interviewed lots and lots of girls and they've always said, Mr. Trump has always been very respectful. And, and you know, he's not in there doing that. You know, I, I've seen so many interviews where they're like, no, we really have a high respect for him. He's always been professional with that. Yeah. And, and it would be easy not to be with that pageant, you know, but to have so many people come out and say, no, he's always been very professional, you know, so. Anyway, you could just see the sliminess of some people, yeah. some red shoe wearing people, you know. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Um, hey, let's just address the elephant in the room. We are two tonight and we usually are the yes. three amigos. So. Yes. <laughs> Where do you suppose number three is? Where's our friend Brandon Johnson? Brandon is out with his wife taking yeah. her out to dinner, being a good husband. He's a good husband. And he's a good father. And, you know, um, sometimes, well, many, it's always, family is always more important. You know, it's, it's, it's God, family, you know, country. And, and so he, uh, he's doing his priorities, right. He's taking her out and, you know, yeah, he's the real deal. I mean, you're the real deal too, Ron. What a privilege to work with both of you as we, we do this red pilling adventure of waking up the bear in California and doing our, uh, trying to get the news out to communicate, hey, something is happening in our state, in our nation, in our regions, and we need to pay attention. We can't just stay asleep. We've got to be the voice. It's not okay to let it go by and expect somebody else to take care of it. And I'm telling you, I think, honestly think this summer is going to be it's going to be a wild summer. And I do think we're in an accelerated phase of this waking up to the storm. And I just wanted to remind people of um, basically what the storm is. So I'm going to take us back in time to uh, a time when, when uh, Trump was in office and um I, I want to be able to, um, I'm going to share my screen. Let's go back in time. Yep. And play this. You guys know what this represents? Tell us, sir. Maybe it's the calm before the storm. 
like the storm could be calm before the storm. We have the world's great military people in this room. I will tell you that. And uh, we have great evening. Thank you all for coming. Thank you. What storm is the You'll find out. Thank you, everybody. Yep, you'll find out. He references the military. Got the world's greatest military, you know. Yeah, yeah yes. and I, I can feel it. I mean, can you feel it? Uh, oh, the yeah. Storm, uh, it just feels like it's intensifying. And I just uh, want to give a message of hope because the things that we are seeing ma manifest have been there. The, the corruption, uh, the theft, the, the uh, stealing, um, you know, just stealing votes, the, the things we see in government, in business, uh, the manipulation of stock markets, the manipulation of banks, the Federal Reserve, the WEF, um, they have been there. And the fact that we're seeing them now, it's, it's a little disturbing, but it's important. It's part of the wake up process. It's us coming out of a hibernation and realizing these things ought not to be. And they, the only thing that's going to keep them from happening is that if we stand up and say, no, not on our watch, as much as we can, we're going to push back against them. And so um, what do you think about the storm that's been going on uh, this week with the indictment? Oh, yeah, boy, they're just trying everything. Thing they can uh, you know uh, trump got indicted with um you know classified documents uh out of his mar-a-lago home and um it's just the biggest horse and pony show or dog and pony show i've ever seen it's just crazy uh violates everything uh you know these prosecutors are going for and it, it won't stand up it's actually quite hilarious um you know to me, it's quite hilarious. You know, if, uh, let me throw up some of the things people are saying about this, you know. Mm -hmm. So the last refuge, they said the case against uh, Donald Trump might look bad on paper because that is, you know, that's what the case is, is for. It's designed to do. It's to make everyone go, oh, look, they finally got him, finally got him. But the last re refuge also says, however, ultimately, this case is on trajectory uh, to a much higher court in discovery and pretrial uh, argument because eventually these definitions are going to become an issue for the prosecution. So they've redefined things. I think they were talking about um, the Espionage Act versus um, Act versus uh, what was it, the Presidential Records? The presidential Records um, Act. Yes, that 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 was a big piece. Um, it it just feels like. Uh, it's interesting because it doesn't even feel like it fits. There's, they're not going down the right, uh, Merrick Garland, who has assigned this to a special counsel, um, what's his name, Jack Smith. Uh, yeah. He's just a renowned Trump hater who is a DOJ special counsel who was appointed last year. And so he's been investigating these classified documents that have been at Mar-a-Lago to find out what is going on. And it is, isn't it amazing that he unsealed this indictment the same day President Biden was being investigated by the House Judiciary Committee on corruption and bribery allegations? It's exactly so, what it is. That's exactly what it is. It says, look here, don't look there. You know, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, they've had this under seal since October, and uh, it's kind of like, oh, too much attention going to uh, this committee uh, against President Biden. And so we did see quite a bit of the DOJ unleashed. Did you see um, uh, Levine's, uh, Mark Levine's, um, his commentary on it? It was strong. Oh, yeah. I actually have that. Um, I actually have that now that you say that. Let me let me pull that one up because that one uh, is pretty, pretty intense, actually. Yeah, and while you're pulling it up, one of his comments was... Uh, if the Department of Justice oh. gets his way, he will Go die ahead. in federal prison. Just by one of these counts, conspiracy to obstruct justice, which has a 20-year maximum sentence. This is a disgusting, disgusting uh, mark on American history for the future to come by these bandits in the White House, by the Democrat Party that don't play fair anymore. They don't want to just win elections. They want to take control of this country. They want one party rule. And they have used the Department of Justice and the FBI to get what they want. Merrick Garland is a mob lawyer. That's what he is. Jack Reed is a rogue Soviet-style prosecutor. The Presidential Records Act is not a criminal statute, and it was never intended to be. The Espionage Act of 1917 was passed under Woodrow Wilson, another corrupt president. Woodrow Wilson used it to go after his adversaries, and they imprisoned 2,000 people. So I suppose over there at the Department of Injustice, and this clown prosecutor spent a lot of time at The Hague, they probably figured these laws could be used to try and entrap Trump. All these obstruction issues that they claim, where the former attorney general, Bill Barr, comes up here and bloviates about it, and all the formers coming on talking about obstruction. They have them on obstruction. There'd be no obstruction issue of any kind, not even in anybody's imagination, had they not criminalized this case. This is a document case, a document case where a president of the United States or a former president faces 100 years in federal prison? Is this some kind of a sick joke on the American people? Joe Biden says he never told them what to do. Joe Biden had to sign off on that's becoming a National Archives case to have it go to the Department of Justice. Who does he think he's lying to? The American people? This is a guy that's got documents from the time he was in the U.S. Senate, for God's sakes, in his garage. I don't want to hear from the legal analysts the technicalities about false statements and obstruction. This should never have been a criminal case. Willful retention of documents. Well, what's the unwillful retention of documents mean? They're throwing all these process crimes and all these crimes that grow out of the criminal investigation against Trump. What did he do with the documents? Did he sell them to the enemy? No. That's why we have an espionage act, not the trick of a president. What did he do? Did he burn them all? No. The government has all the documents back. So there is no violation of the Presidential Records Act at this point. But they throw the book at him. They go after his attorneys. They make them testify. They're attorneys under the crime fraud exemption to attorney-client privilege. That means he didn't have due process. His own lawyers were being subjected to interrogations. And they had hundreds of in-person people testifying in front of grand juries. Thousands of collections of documents for what? 
For what? And they indict him today? They indict him today in Miami? All of a sudden it's in Miami? All of a sudden we have a Florida grand jury? Because the moron in Washington figured out that there are venue issues that could lose him his case. This guy, this prosecutor, he lost eight to zero in the U.S. Supreme Court when they overturned the conviction of the former governor of Virginia because this jerk took a statute and expanded it. A jury in North Carolina wouldn't convict John Edwards because this jerk took a campaign statute and expanded it. And he's taken this case and he's undermining the country and he's He's interfering with a presidential election. And let me be clear, as Jarrett said, the Attorney General of the United States made this final decision. This is not the independent counsel statute. This is a special counsel appointed by the Attorney General under a Department of Justice regulation. This Attorney General, who pretends he's Helen Keller, he made the decision to indict the former president. And they made the decision to interfere in this election. You want to talk about an insurrection? This is an insurrection. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's Woo! He is hot on fire. Yeah, he said June 8th. That was when he was speaking this. It, uh, when it came hmm. out, the, the indictments came out. He said, June 8th is the day of insurrection, not January 6th. Yeah. Yeah, he's fired up, but for good reason. Yeah. And, you know, he, he really explained it very clearly. So I think he did better job than, you know, maybe would have taken for us. He was just like point blank right there. And so it is very clear that this is a case, a documentation case. This isn't he didn't do it for money. He's not selling things on the side. I mean, that's what Joe Biden does, not uh, Donald Trump. You know, he doesn't need the money. And so uh, it, very clear. And so, yeah. Very sad to see uh, the state of yeah. the nation with that. Yeah, and I think the biggest message that uh, Mark Levine made was that um, Joe Biden is a liar. Here we have the man who is at the highest level of government in our land, and he's a liar. And he said he's a liar about the shell corporations. He's a liar about the money from the communist China. He was a liar about Ukraine. He was a liar about money in Romania. He was He's a liar about the documents. He was a liar about not um, that he wasn't responsible for getting the DOJ started. And so we basically, like Mark said, we have a man in the White House who's a pathological liar. And yeah. uh, so, I mean, that that's just, if that doesn't disturb you and you go, oh, that sounds so strong. Well, it's strong because our nation is in a, um, it's at a tipping point. Yeah. And we have to decide who's, uh, who are we going to be supporting in the days ahead? Because- Come um, election time, 2024, there's going to be somebody in office and there's going to be somebody in jail. And yeah. the, the, the juries are out right now. It's and a zero-sum game. Yeah. It's a zero-sum game. You're absolutely right. There's, uh, there's, you're not, this is not a game. Who, whomever loses is uh, probably going to be in jail. Yep. Either side. And so we must win. We must go forward, you know.
Uh, you know, there, it's definitely a two-tier justice system. We've heard that many, many times. Uh, you know, just looking at uh, one of the things Donald Trump had brought up was uh, right here, or D.C. Drano, I'm sorry, D.C. Drano. He talks about, you know, Bill Clinton. He took home classified documents. George Bush uh, took home classified documents. Obama, he did the same thing. Pence, Hillary Clinton, and Biden. Uh, you know, Biden had them in the garage where Donald Trump had them in a safe in uh, a bunker, practically. You know, Mar-a-Lago was the uh, yeah. the old presidential summer home um, or winter home, I guess. But, you know, what's really interesting about this list here is that, um, you know, Pence, well, he had no right to, to de- he couldn't declassify anything. He was just a VP. Hillary Clinton couldn't declassify anything. You know, and she had thousands, I think 30,000, uh, you know, emails on her server. And that was a private server. And the, the reason why it was such a big deal with the private server server is because that's how you get around uh, certain protocols. Uh, you can do things without getting caught. You know, you're, you're doing it on another server. And so, but it was also very open for hacking or free passwords, you know, and no one would know. And so you could sell stuff. And so she, and what did she do when she got caught? Did she turn it in? You know, Donald Trump turned all his in. Not that he got caught, but they asked for it. And he said, sure, you can look at it. What did she do? She destroyed. She destroyed the evidence. She bleach bit uh, hard drives. She smashed up like five uh, phones, you know, to get it off. That way you could not recover it. So don't you get in trouble for that? No, not apparently not. Not with this DOJ. You know, and this Biden. was after she had had the subpoena to turn yes. the information in. And so obviously, I mean, that's uh, what's interesting when we talk about the, um, the, the, um, what is the, the charge that he's being, the, the he's, being, oh. it's for espionage. It's the same charge she was given. And it's inappropriate for a president to be under that particular charge because he has rights and privileges that other people, as in the Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, did not have, or Vice President Biden or Vice President Pence or Senator Biden did not have that. That would be the proper um the proper crime would be under the Espionage Act. But the the president that um, what Mark Levine was was saying was the 1917 Woodrow Wilson um, Act of the Presidential Records Act was specific for how you bring things forward for presidents. And so since, and, and former presidents about information and classified documents. So he wouldn't even fall under the Espionage Act, but uh, as everybody knows, that doesn't hold any water. So yeah. uh, it, it was an interesting idea that that this was what uh, Hillary did, but they um, they let her off for it. And I don't know if you had a chance to see Molly Hemingway. Uh, she's just brilliant. She was on Fox News. And basically, um, she explained that the Department of Justice, they actually had to invent a new legal standards in regards to Hillary Clinton to let her go. So they had to make up rules in order to get her off the hook uh, with the FBI and DOJ. 
And uh, we know that, I mean, just the, it, it just breaks my heart that our agencies are the highest uh, law enforcement agency in the land. The Department of Justice participated in like the conspiracy of the 51 signatures with the intel um, yeah. officers that, uh, that basically said uh, Donald Trump was a traitor. And, uh, and then you find out that, oh, that wasn't right. And, you know, it's kind of, oh, sorry, we made a mistake on to the next thing. And that, um, that the, this um, DOJ, they just aren't, um, they're not doing their job. And so it, you go, okay, something isn't right, that they are indicting the, uh, the running opponent of the, the opposing political party. Uh, yeah. So there's clearly weaponization in this case. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, you know, even on that list earlier, you know, Joe Biden at the bottom there, he, as a senator and as a VP, took home classified documents. He did not have the uh, the right or the ability to declassify. So he actually took classified documents when he shouldn't have. And so um, very, very different and it's just amazing the two-tiered justice system, you know, how clear it is. But that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to wake people up. I mean, a normie might just be like, I guess, yeah, you're right. I guess, you know, and when it comes out, I mean, this indictment will go up, up to a higher level. And there will be disclosures and discovery and things like that. And, and so during discovery, it's going to be like their defense is going to be like, where does it say he can't take them? It says he's president. He can take them. And, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, and uh, then everyone will know, well, that was a bogus thing. And so there's definitely a war here going on. And, and uh, you know, people are getting tired of it. And both sides are getting tired of the, you know, they're all worn out. It's like, what is going on? Why is this? All, why can't we have peace and stuff? And, and it's going to go towards the deep state as far as the, you guys are just messing everybody up. You've been picking on this poor guy. You know, even people that didn't like Donald Trump are, are starting to feel sympathetic towards him. Like, man, give the guy a break. You know, what did he really do? I mean, we had a great economy and all that stuff. You know, he had a great speech mm-hmm. and uh, he was fired up. I I, uh, I saw some of the speech there and he, it was at what North Carolina was one of them. And then earlier in the day, he was um, in Georgia, what, Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Because I yeah. yeah, there was some I've got a, a picture of him with the. The PD, which you would never. Oh, I think I lost her. Oh, well. Anyway, while we wait for Chris to get back online, uh, I'll just keep on talking there. Yeah, Donald Trump was fired up. He was talking about, he's like, these people are Marxists. They're woke. These people are out to destroy this country. They hate you. They're going after you. And he is he was hitting the nail on the head. How many times do you hear a passionate passionate um speech like that you know and so it was in front of a large auditorium a lot of people and uh they were hearing a very passionate man this this man has a lot of energy donald trump is not wearing down they're not wearing he is getting stronger and stronger he looks fitter and fitter every time i see him i think he looks more fit now than he did you know four years ago while he was in uh, the presidency um but things are coming on you know and so he is definitely Missed you there, Chris, but uh, yeah. Somebody gave me the hook. <laughs> uh, yeah, I lost some of your backup slides if you want to 
That's okay. Go for those. I'll just, I was just talking about the, the, uh, the speech that he did. He is fired up. He's stronger than ever. I mean, he was just calling them out for what they were. These, these radical Marxist people are after you. They are, you know, they do not, uh, potential spam here. There we go. Uh, yeah, we got all kinds of crazy things. We just yeah, uh, in the spirit talk, realm right now. Yeah, we just I, I guess mask we're off any dark, of aren't we? Did you? Uh, we had talked earlier about when when we see the indictment like that. We talked about a distraction from from the real the problem with the children, um, and we also um, did you see Grassley's uh, Senate floor speech? It just came out today about um, the foreign national. Uh, that was the whistleblower. And I I honestly think this is something that was, well, was the distraction that they're trying to say, hey, don't look at what the Senate's releasing right now. Um, Just keep your eye on on all the distraction of the indictment story. But um, yeah, it it was uh, Grassley, he was talking about the 1023 document that Comer had been uh, trying to get from the FBI and they finally got it from the FBI, um, but they, they didn't uh, get it unredacted and it's an unclassified document. And so they have this document that uh, Grassley has read. And I think so has Jim Jordan in its pretty much entirety, just a little bit had been uh, redacted. And so he know, they know what's in it. And it was this completely, it had been quite a bit redacted and it's unclassified, but they made um, the people who wanted to read it go into a skiff to read it. And, yeah. um, and Grassley was saying, this is absolutely absurd. It's an unclassified document. First of all, it's, uh, this is Congress. You shouldn't have to redact it. We want to be able to read the whole thing. The American people have the right to see what's in it. Yeah. And then, um, he basically um, he was he stated that uh, I'm gonna gonna play what he found. Oh, you it. are okay. I was I had it all queued up too, but go for it. All right. Um, I'm trying not to kick myself out <laughs> this time. Uh. The 1023 produced to the House Committee's redacted reference that the foreign national who allegedly bribed Joe and Hunter Biden allegedly has audio recordings of his conversation with them. 17 such recordings. According to the 1023, The foreign national possesses 15 audio recordings of phone calls between him and Hunter Biden. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses two audio recordings of phone calls between him and then Vice President Joe Biden. These recordings were allegedly kept as a sort of insurance policy for the foreign national in case that he got into a tight spot. The 1023 also indicates that then Vice President Joe Biden may have been involved in Burma employing Hunter Biden. Based on the facts known to the Congress and the public, it's clear that the Justice Department, the FBI, haven't nearly had the same laser focus on the Biden family. 
you think? <laughs> Jack Smith has used a recording against former President Trump. Well, what is U.S. Attorney Weiss doing with respect to these alleged Joe and Hunter Biden recordings that are apparently relevant to the high-stakes bribery scheme? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it, interesting how they have 17 videos um, that they failed to mention or kept quiet, you know. And the, these videos and these these uh, recordings are, I mean, they're they're the evidence. They're everything you need to know. And I remember when uh, Trump, you know, they said, "Oh, show us," and he did his his phone call, you know, which he didn't he didn't even have to do it, but he, you know, he did. And it was a perfect call, you know, but. Let's see what happens with Biden. You know, they 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 hide it. They don't even mention it. I mean, they don't want to go after it. They went after him, Trump, but they didn't go after the two tier justice system. You know, but you know, we 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 are in a battle, and one of the things in the battle, it's a spiritual battle, but also um, it is a physical battle. Uh, not not hand to hand combat, but it's it's not only in the spiritual realm. Uh, it talks about our war is not against flesh and blood but against authorities, uh, principalities. And then they talk about uh, the things of the spirit realm, um, but they do talk about authorities and rulers uh, they talk about. And those were of the dark, of this dark world. And so they were talking about, you know, governments and, and people that are in, um, in authority. And so one of the things I wanted to do, I think we talked a little bit about um, the sort of the spirit last week, and, uh, and I was kind of calling it truth, but we, there is one there. It's the belt of truth. And I think that's what we're doing right now in this war, you know, is that we have a belt of truth. And I just want to focus in a little bit on that because I think, um, you know, the belt of truth is something that is going to win this war. You know, you hear the truth will set you free. And um, one of the things that we are doing with Wake the Bear Radio is getting truth out there. You know, we're not saying so-and-so said this, so we're just going to parrot it. I mean, we look into it, um, you know, we, we use our minds and figure out, hey, does this make sense? You know, just like, uh, you know, the executive director of the United Nations, if he says uh, the, the oligarchs that run the United Nations are a bunch of pedophiles, I tend to listen to that than a late night talk host who thinks it's the funniest thing, who happens to hang out with people that are definitely questionable. Um, and so... That is how you start to chase down truth. And once you you do get to a point where you, you believe that's truth, you share it. And so part of this war is sharing truth. We need to wake up more people. I think if everybody was woken up, we'd already be done with this. You know, we'd already be set free. You know, God's not going to move until everybody's woken up. Uh, you know, you got to pick a side. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I just think that uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And, um, and he said the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. And so if you're trying to check things out, you don't know where to start, even pray and say, Lord, lead me to uh, how to figure this thing out because I want to know the truth. And that's a, a prayer that God loves to answer. I think uh, we don't want to tell people what to think. Uh, we don't want to tell people um, 
anything other than, hey, look around and what do you think is going on? Make some, make some decisions on your own, but, but at least look. This is what we think. And I know sometimes it sounds like we have very strong opinions, and we do because we've done research, but you don't have to agree with us. But what we do want to say is, by all means, look into the things uh, that could have a serious detriment to our nation if we don't address them. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things would be is to uh, to pray this uh, many times. You know, each day there's a lot of people have a habit of that. They pray on the armor of God, and so they'll pray the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, which is God's word, and the shield of faith. You know, when you have strong faith, you can you know uh, withhold those fiery attacks from the enemy. And then your feet need to be ready and, and uh, shoot up for peace, to give peace to people. You know, we don't want to be warriors and just fight, fight, fight. We want to give peace. We want to fight for peace. And so anyway, that's uh, that's what we'll end on is the, uh, the armor of God. And there's good hope. So uh, God bless you and uh, glad to have you. And uh, we'll see you at the next uh, next week. Yep. Bye now.